Hello listeners, Fahad Ahmed here. Entrepreneurship can bring the best kinds of change. CBS has a long tradition of producing startups in every industry. Today, we are delighted to speak with the three co-presidents of the Columbia Entrepreneurs Organization, or CEO for short. They are Pritika Gupta, Gareth Pembroke, and Samuel Hong, all class of 2021. They talk about the role that the CEO Club and CBS have played in their own experiences of entrepreneurship, and they share stories of their own entrepreneurial ventures. Here's the conversation. Pritika, Gareth, Sam, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Tell us about the Columbia Entrepreneur Organization. What's it all about? CEO is Columbia Entrepreneurs Organization. It's a student-run student organization here on campus. We think of ourselves as focusing on three main areas. So we start with any sort of programming, really focused on events that bring entrepreneurs to campus that you know seek to inspire and help students in any way possible. Uh, the second is professional development, which is really any sorts of workshops or any sort of events that would be focused more on technical help that could be of use. And the third, I think, is focused on community building and having a social space for people to get to know each other. Well, let's talk about your own personal journeys. And I know they're a little bit different. Gareth, how did Columbia Business School influence your decision to become an entrepreneur? I grew up in Ireland and I always wanted to start my own business, run my own thing. And I never really gave it the right amount of time, gave it the gave it like all of my energy because I was working like a full-time job since I, since I left school. And decided then I w- would go to Columbia and then take the two years to really just focus on doing, like focus on building out my own business and really give it my best shot. And I think Columbia really just gave me the the network of uh, friends, of entrepreneurs, the resources that I, I needed to point me in the right direction and really get that business off the ground, something that I was never able to do in the past. And what's this business that you launched? Coming to CBS, I actually had a a SaaS startup that I was working on with a friend of mine. And something that I learned at CBS is just the importance of the people that are working on the project or on the company. And I think through throughout my time here, I realized that I was not the right person to bring this startup to life. It, it needed a much more, uh, someone who was much better technically. And I think it, CBS helped me realize that I wasn't uh, the person to bring this forward and to move on to something that I was more capable of doing. I, I realized that during the, the launcher startup class, and it was, a, it was a very useful lesson and a good thing to learn. Is this your first company that you've launched? Were there others? Yeah, so I'm working on an events discovery platform at the moment. So it is basically an events aggregator, and then um, it will have a, a machine learning algorithm in the background to promote uh, events to different people based on their their own preferences. So I have designed the front end application myself, working on the back end currently, and I'm I'm hoping to to launch it in the next uh, month or so. And Pritika, as I understand it, you you shifted careers from banking to entrepreneurship. Is that right? Yeah. So I started my career uh, at Goldman Sachs, actually working in sovereign debt, and then I switched over to uh, retail and tech M and A. I spent five years in investment banking uh, before CBS. And then when I came to business school, I was very convinced that I wanted to move from an advisory role and really get my hands dirty. And so even if I wasn't going to start my own company at CBS, being a part of a founding team, which is what I've had the incredible opportunity to do, has been life-changing for me. 
but it's my favorite story about CBS actually. But a week after business school started, I actually met the founder of what would become a South Asian inspired beauty brand. And while I had done some work with retail MA in India and investment banking before, I had never really, you know, worked on a single in a single company or on a single project. And I joined her a few weeks after our initial conversation and the the companies the products are launching in three weeks and it's been a really surreal experience. What's the name of the company? It's called Kulfi Beauty. Sam, how did CBS influence your decision to become an entrepreneur? I started my career in investment banking as well, uh, doing tech media telecom. From there, I feel like one day I was, you know, sitting in my ivory cubicle and realized as I was modeling out a company's future that as much as I could make these like Excel models or PowerPoints dance, I really had no idea how this company was going to grow, say 10% quarter on quarter and thought it would be worthwhile to figure out how that actually happens in the real world. And so I hopped out of there into a uh, into the trenches, joining a startup consultancy that builds startups for clients. The company's name was Applico. We were a uh, industry agnostic, geography agnostic consultancy building marketplaces. So Uber for X, Airbnb for Y, uh, which was like a great experience for me to get an understanding of how to build a company, how to get from zero to one, what are the ways you can you know, cut corners, right, to get to get a product faster? And what are the things you need to really invest time to get right? It's been really great for me. Uh, but one of the things coming out of that experience was I didn't know where to take this roadmap and in which direction to go in. And so I thought um, business school would be a phenomenal place to give myself two years to sandbox, to try a couple of different things, obviously to broaden my network, to meet my new uh, two favorite people in the whole world, and to get a chance to, um, to build right? And uh, Columbia, for sure, through CEO, the Lang, and a bunch of other resources, mentors, uh, and alumni has been uh, phenomenal for me to start working on some startups. Are there particular courses that you would recommend that CBS students take if they have an entrepreneurial spirit? I think that the, core, uh, the curriculum at Columbia has been phenomenal at giving certainly an uh, introduction of what are all the things you need to know, what are the con- con- contributing components of startups as they come together, but also like what are ways to not necessarily be the person doing them, but to find the right person, right? I know having taken these classes, I'm not going to be the same person doing all of these roles, but I have the right questions to ask when I'm looking for someone to do it with me. There's Launcher Startup, which uh, I've taken, Gareth has taken. Um, That's a great way to be focused on like what it takes to get to an MVP and where to go from there. There are programs like the Summer Startup Track, or as well as the Greenhouse Program as a master class in your second year. Additionally, there are classes like that, I've, that I personally have really enjoyed are Entrepreneurial Law, which is about what are the legal aspects and ways that uh, a startup can uh, hit pitfalls, particularly uh, early on and from a legal standpoint. Definitely didn't allow me to become a lawyer or to not need to hire a lawyer, but it gave me the right questions to ask my lawyer, right? For people who are kind of earlier on in ideating periods, there are certainly classes to help there as well. So there's a class called Think Bigger. Um, there's Introduction to uh, Entrepreneurship, Introduction to VC. Um, all of these are uh, phenomenal classes that help people figure out like, okay, I want to do something new. I have a bunch of ideas in my head. Where do I start, right? And so I think that's something that um, is super, super helpful. I'll just jump in here with one last thing. Like if you can take a class from Angela Lee, just do it. Just definitely do it. In particular, is there a class that teaches or helps students with their pitch? It's a big part of the professional development here at, at CEO. 
I know that we have not only sessions where you can either like form groups and which was part of the professional development initiative from last year, but more recently what we've done is kind of set up workshops as well where this can be practiced. And I know more broadly at CBS, uh, classes like Leader's Voice are extremely focused on kind of the clear delivery of a concept, which I think more than anything is actually exactly what makes it a good pitch. Are there CBS faculty members that have inspired you to pursue your own startup or have helped you along the way? One of the classes that I took was um, Introduction to Python. And that was taught by Professor Matan Griffel, who is uh, amazing. Matan has gone through, he's a multiple time um, entrepreneur, gone through Y Combinator twice. Uh, is currently working on one of his um, startups, as well as teaching. I wanted to work with and learn from Matan in a more one-on-one -on -one setting and reached out to him to apply for an independent study. Uh, and I'm working with him now on my startup. And so the way that that works is we're defining out what are the uh, key deliverables and the amount of progress in, what, in which areas we wanna do during this semester and basically working our way toward them. And it's been a phenomenal experience. I get to basically hop on a phone call with him every one or two weeks and get this like one-on-one -on -one super useful uh, mentorship from a professor who obviously not only teaches and knows a ton, but also has like been around the block and has raised money before, has founded companies before, and is able to help me see around corners. And I think that's incredibly valuable. But how is it that a, a class on learning Python, how is that helping you in your career as an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm for sure not a technical person. So learning Python is helping me in two ways. The first way is that it helps me automate some of the things that I would otherwise do manually. Um, I'm sure all my engineering friends are going to say, like, Sam, the things that you think are really cool are actually the most basic things in the world. But uh, that's why they're engineers, and that's why um, <laughs> they're doing so well. It allows me to get a better understanding of how like engineering works, right? And that helps me to be better uh, communicate communicative with engineers when I'm talking about product, as well as like gives me a better perspective when I'm looking for a technical co-founder for my own startup. Prithika, what about you? Any professors at the school that you found have been really helpful for your career journey? I've been taking retail fundamentals and, you know, getting a little deeper into the retail and consumer space to obviously help with the Kofi launch, which is in three weeks, which I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, and, and I think above all, what is incredibly helpful to uh, Sam Gareth and I is that our faculty advisor and the the head of the Lang Center is Angela Lee, who shout out to Professor Lee is so dedicated to changing the culture of entrepreneurship at CBS. She herself runs 37 Angels. So she's she, so she's the best person to talk to because not only is she investing in companies that are early stage, but she also is so dedicated to having a complete shift of the culture of entrepreneurship here at CBS that she ends up being so encouraging and really, you know, kind of reminds you that anything is possible if you try hard enough. Pritika, what is she working to change the culture towards? She wants to make entrepreneurship a very viable and, well, just a more palatable path for students here at CBS. I know that, believe me, like I'm very aware of that there's equal amounts of like privilege and opportunity and capability that are hidden amongst, hidden within uh, entrepreneurship. But I, I do know that she's looking to have a, cert, a few more initiatives to level the playing field. Even the idea of independent studies as being viable ways to figure out if something is a path for you before you jump into it. I know it sounds really simple, but to me, it was hugely helpful, especially as an international student, to be able to do it as an independent study and then figure out proof of concept and join the startup saved me a lot of heartache. Gareth, is there a professor 
at the school that you've worked with that's helped you along your career journey? Uh, Jack McGorty was my independent study advisor last semester, and he's obviously very helpful with the the ins and outs of how to get a company off the ground. Uh, and then uh, this semester, given that my startup is based on, uh, it's a platform based on uh, Python, uh, Swift, and uh, SQL. So I, I'm working with uh, Professor Jahar, who is uh, the professor of web app development in Python, and he is uh, kind of helping me with. Uh, kind of strategy for how to best host it and how to kind of structure the, I guess, the, the overall platform going forward. And Gareth, you mentioned before that you were in a position when you realized something is not working and you're not the right person to be, you know, participating in a particular idea. Is that a hard concept to sort of wrap your mind around to, to accept and then to move on? What does that feel like when you're going down a path, you're putting a lot of time and energy into it, and then you realize that either the idea is not right or you're not the right person for that idea? Yeah, it was a very difficult thing to happen, especially when it did. I was kind of in the middle of a of launcher startup trying to actually like get this business off the ground. Uh, and I had put uh, at least nine months of, into nine months of my own time into the business already. I had put uh, kind of my own capital into the business. My friend had put capital into the business, and we were like really trying to get it off the ground. We were getting affirmation from friends, from family, from people we spoke to that it was a great idea. But it really just came down to we were two business majors, and we really needed a technical co-founder, and we couldn't get a technical co-founder to come on board. And it got to a point that we we could keep trying. We could have kept, like, we we could have put more time into it. Could be, could still be working on it now. But realistically, technical founders that we spoke to just weren't interested in coming on board on something like this. And yeah, it was it was a tough conversation to have with my co-founder. It was a kind of tough realization to come to myself. But uh, ultimately, I think I'm much happier in the the business I'm running now than I would have been in running that business. So it really does come down for the person for the opportunity. Uh, you say that now, Gareth, but I feel like you've learned so much uh, on the technical side recently as well. I know like several times when we've met up, you'll just say like, oh my goodness, I just spent the last hour, like eight hours coding. Um, you're, you're literally so unstoppable. I'm sure <laughs> like nothing, if you were to ever revisit it, um, you would be able to find a workaround. But um, much, much happier you're you're working on this idea and much happier that you're happier working on this idea. I think founders are always so self-aware, right? At the back of your mind, you know what isn't working. You know that no matter how much affirmation you get, that there's always a missing piece. And I think seeing your friends who are founders being happy in no matter what stage of their businesses are, because, you know, like Sam mentioned, there's highs and lows, you're anxious, you're excited. But I think seeing people be a little more even keeled is a reminder that they're doing uh, or they're working on something that makes them actually happy. And got to admit, it's really good to see Gareth happy. Gareth, let me ask you, this support that you're getting here from Sam and Pritika, is this why it's so important to have a community of entrepreneurs such as the CEO Club? Absolutely. Yeah, This the idea I'm working on now is something that I've been toying with in my head for the last uh, four or five years and just hadn't made any progress on it, hadn't put my mind to it. And I think the support of Sam and Pritika, which I promise I don't pay them for, um, is, is really, really, like, it's great. And I think that extends to the, the support that I've, uh, that I get at CBS. So 
uh, as I said, it was during Launcher Startup that I pivoted. I was almost forced to work on this idea because I had pivoted away from the other idea and I still needed to hand in my project at the end of the term. So it really helped me kind of put my mind to it. And I, I had like about a month or so to just really focus on uh, getting getting a pitch deck together, getting the, the customer discovery done, getting the idea off the ground. It's It's kind of great to have that community and the kind of support and not always affirmation, obviously, that's not just what you want, but uh, it's great to have the, the kind of community support that this is a, a viable uh, a viable business and viable career option. What are the benefits of being an entrepreneur and living in New York City? I think New York is phenomenal because there is tons of new talent, new new people coming into the city all the time with new ideas. I think that shows um, both in the diversity of industries that we're working on, right, as well as in the amount of funding that happens in, you know, New New York's uh, Startup Alley, which is, I guess, our equivalent to Startup Valley uh, or Silicon Valley uh, in the Bay Area. <laughs> right. So, sure, like they definitely have the number one as far as like funding, but um, a lot of it is kind of uh, monochromatic, whereas I think we have intersections between media, between finance, fintech, between insurance. There's a ton of things, uh, fashion, that uh, we do, uh, which I think is quite, quite interesting. Particularly as a CBS student, I think what's great is that while we may not be in the very center of business, we're a quick subway ride to the very center of business where we can do, say, in-semester internships. And so I know tons of people who take in-semester internships, and I myself have taken an in-semester internship uh, every single semester that I've been here in a variety of roles, sometimes in operations, sometimes in sales. Right now, I'm trying to basically do two days of work a week where I do 150 cold calls on each of those days, which is something that I never thought I would do, but something that has been certainly uh, kicking my butt and making me a tougher person. Very happy that I got the opportunity to do it. Pritika, Sam mentioned this idea of all these different industries. And of course, New York City has almost any industry that you can think of is 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 here. Is there, from your perspective as, as one of the club presidents, is there a particular industry you're seeing a lot of entrepreneurial energy around that the club is focusing in on? I would say that there has been a rising a rising tide of inclusive tech companies. And I think more broadly, I have seen that in fintech, which I think is a personal passion area and which really comes through. You know, to kind of give you an example of this, we recently had the opportunity to host Harit Talwar, who was the chairman of Marcus by Goldman Sachs, which is their deposit platform. Having Harit come in and talk about how he built this platform at, you know, a bank like Goldman Sachs, which investment banking would never have gone into you know, consumer lending, but here they were starting that a few years ago. And to in order to like have a different set of customers and to create a very different type of fintech, I think has been really incredible to see. What did you mean by inclusive industry? Being from India, the whole idea of financial inclusion has been an incredible movement to watch. And I, on a whim, reached out to the CEO of Creditas, who has been a company I have been watching for years and I'm incredibly inspired by, uh, Sergio Furio. And he actually responded on LinkedIn and I got to have a 30 minute Zoom call with the CEO of Creditas and ask him questions about what his strategy and vision were, how he's going to expand, what does it feel like to give people who would have typically been ignored by large public sector banks in emerging markets a bank account and, a, and an idea and, and a lease on a, a better financial future. 
And I think that's what I mean by financial inclusion is reaching out to populations who don't typically see these services and really changing it for them. Gareth, let me ask you, as a result of COVID, also the social awakening of 2020, uh, the growing threat of climate change as well, do you think that there's more of an emphasis amongst entrepreneurs to bring ideas to launch companies that are more purpose-driven? I think there will always be uh, people who just start a business to run a business and are, are focused on that aspect of it. But uh, we're seeing a number of people at CBS start kind of mission-driven businesses in emerging markets. And the CEO club actually this year created a new position, which is the AVP of social entrepreneurship. And they work on uh, cross-collaboration of events with uh, Cluster Q, the Social Enterprises Club, uh, the Healthcare Club, uh, and also work quite closely with the Tamer Center for Social Enterprise. We have an upcoming panel, which is a queer founders panel that's focusing specifically on healthcare startups. And I think CEO Club in general is just going to try and promote social entrepreneurship more going forward. It, it, it's amazing what some, some of these people are doing. And uh, I think it has such a, an important part in our society. If a student doesn't want to launch their own company, but they want to be a part of a startup, Pritika, how is it that the club helps them to pursue those positions within existing companies? What CEO really is, it's a group of many people, people who have been entrepreneurs and have a wealth of experience, people who are looking to dip their toes and are excited about what that could possibly mean for themselves. And then there are people who in their time at CBS, and I think I kind of fall into this category, decided that this was something they wanted to really try and ultimately end up kind of going down that path. So you know, when we think of it as CEO leadership, we're also keeping these facts in mind when we think about what are resources that we need to make available, what is feedback that we have to give, you know, institutions like the Lang Center that are so deeply tied with the organization, or when we're just thinking about what is the best way to support these people in terms of resources that haven't been present, but would actually really move the needle on their own entrepreneurial journeys. Is there a consistent message that you hear from entrepreneurs who have successfully or not so successfully launched and grown their own company? The first thing I heard was last year when we got to um, speak to Siggy Helmerson, uh, the CEO of Siggy's Yogurt. And the question was, you know, what was the biggest risk that he would have taken to his company? And he said the biggest risk any entrepreneur takes is not starting their business. And that really sat with me. And I think being a part of CEO, the advice that I've gotten from people is to just be open to consider what you may not know and to really follow through on what you find exciting because I think the path can often be uh, far more exciting than where you think you're going to end up. So that open-mindedness really goes a long way. I think a lesson that sticks out to me, um, it was something that uh, actually Harry Talvar uh, said, uh, and it was that uh, life is not tennis, life is like golf. And it was basically, we're not competing against others, we're competing against ourselves. It's a long road. And I think that really stands out to me. That might be why I try to build for scale. I'm, I'm kind of less focused on what others or other people are doing, and uh, I'm not competing with anyone. I'm focused on myself, and I'm really trying to, trying to make, make it for myself and make myself happy. And uh, I think that kind of message really kind of resonates with me. I think one of the things that I myself um, have been struggling the most with is balance, right? 
balancing like how much do I want to spend on academics on club on socializing on on all of the things that the MBA offers um, and how much do I want to spend on my startup and trying to get that off the ground right and I think those are one of the things that is like super hard for me honestly because I don't want to graduate and think wow like I should have worked harder during those two years like why did I graduate and like not make more progress but I also don't want to graduate thinking wow, I made so much progress, but I'm going to continue working for however many more decades. And But I only had two years through that MBA experience. So having good supportive people around me, having the club to lean on, having friends to be able to talk with, to, to work with, to just message Gareth and say, hey, can we do a brainstorming session? And then that ends up turning out to be like a weekly recurring thing or catching up with Pritika to talk about like all the things that are going wrong in our lives. But yeah, also all the things that are semi going right in our lives these are all super helpful for me, at least to find some semblance of balance. For sure, in every entrepreneur's journey, like there are multiple houses in the building and invariably one of them will be on fire. It's not possible for me at this point to have them all put out. But um, slowly but surely, um, can, as I continue to tell myself and my friends continue to tell me that everything will be fine, um, I'll just keep treading water and making progress. Well, listen, the, to the, to all of you, thank you so much for this time and kind of bringing some insight into not only the Columbia Entrepreneur Organization, but at the same time, what the school is doing to really promote entrepreneurship and make this a destination for entrepreneurs to come to. Thanks so much, Fraud. That's our episode. Many thanks to Pritika Gupta, Gareth Pembroke, and Samuel Hong for their time. Are you a CBS alum who's an entrepreneur? We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. You can email us at biscast at gsb.columbia.edu or find us on Instagram and Twitter where we are at Columbia underscore biz. Subscribe to BizCast wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.